product creation, uh, innovation, etc., is one thing, but I would I would be interested in going much more into like the business strategy and like business problem solving uh, aspect of, of design sprints. That was Nico Peltaranta, a digital management consultant for Sub Zero Consulting out of Helsinki, Finland, and my guest today on the Dallas Design Sprints podcast. I'm Robert Scrobe. Hope you're doing well. On today's show, I'll be talking to Nico about his new business as a management consultant, some of his favorite productivity hacks, and his history with doing design sprints. You'll also hear my several overtures to him to write and publish more of what he's doing, and I probably continue to bug him even after this podcast comes out. I really hope you enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Nico. <laughs> Robert. Thanks for joining the podcast. It's about time I got you on. I've been wondering when I'm going to be able to have a conversation with you. Yeah, that uh, two-week reply time was terrible. But <laughs> for my defense, it was during Christmas. But uh, sorry about that. I, I, I wasn't waiting with bated breath. You know, waiting for that, that, that uh, response to come through. I'm totally fine if you just needed to do your thing and then eventually go, oh, Robert's podcast maybe I'll consider it too. Look at the butterfly. I think I'll stare at that for two hours. <laughs> but thank you for the invite. Thank you for the patience. Wow. Happy to be here. All right. So you are, you know, I, I think you would, you would self-describe yourself as a business management consultant. But there's a little bit more to that because you just recently, from, from our conversation, just recently changed your, what would you say, direction where you were previously doing other types of work and decided to go on a whole different route with your professional career in the short term. So yes. give, give the listeners a little bit of a background around that, uh, the decision around why you've done it and what you're looking forward to doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in short, um, I, well, I started at this one startup around 10 years ago, IT company in, in Finland. And, um, did the whole uh, career ladder climbing thing and eventually then ended up as the managing director for that company as well. And for the uh, corporation then otherwise also did uh, some product management and also business development um, on a European level. And it was Super interesting uh, in in many ways, and going through that entire path, of course, was was um, well fulfilling to say the least, uh, and got to be in the eye of the storm of this whole like industry transformation and what is happening with like IT distributors and IT resellers at the moment. Um, it's not necessarily always the sexiest industry, but in any case. Um, Are you kidding me? Have you, have you ever been inside a development core, like a, like a development team of 60 people, especially when they have to get something out the door? It is the most amazing thing you'll ever experience. <laughs> we have we have uh we had a development team yes in in the <laughs> company for doing doing our marketplace stuff it, it is amazing stuff it, they were great people oh like, absolutely uh, but yeah um but all in all i mean i ended up in a point actually there was there was an interesting article basically if you can see your like the future of your career you need to 
you know, you need to make a change at that point. <clears throat> and it, it was kind of those, those types of situations for me uh, at that point. And I had al always wanted to um, um, start up my own, own company and, and feel that like energy within and also just like having to like really like, develop and build yourself up and the momentum up to a point where you really get going and you are really on your own. I, I, I enjoy that feeling in many ways. And here we are on, on that path at the moment. And it's pretty scary too. This is my third time around with my own business. So I can only imagine if this, is this your first time uh, kind of going out on your own? Have you had done it before? Yeah, this is officially, this is my first time. I mean, I've only done uh, some music related stuff like in the past, you know, freelancing and stuff, but otherwise like actual business business, this is it. Number one. Okay. Tell me what you do. Why would I be interested in Nico's business or your business that you have? Actually, this combines the music thing because I used to have the com uh, a company called for the freelancing called Sub-Zero, which I don't even know what that started from, like in the past, you know, as a teen teenager. That's Mortal Kombat, by the way. Yeah, I, that I do know, <laughs> definitely. But it's, it's also a thing, I'm originally from Finland, so it, it felt like a thing for me, and my favorite color is blue, and you know, everything just goes together. Well, there you so, go, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so now I got it to a point where I just added consultancy on the end, and you know, we'll see, we'll see if that you know, sticks in the end, but. but I think Sub-Zero could have some really interesting design variations. I'd love to see where that goes eventually. Definitely. <laughs> But yeah, so that is what I'm sticking to, at least as a project name for now, yes. You also have an interest in design sprints. Tell me a little of how you got introduced to that and where you're taking that forward. Yeah, definitely. So, so basically, it, uh, my first introduction to, to design sprints uh, was around a little bit over two years ago. I was doing my uh, one one position changed within the company actually and i decided to move to berlin germany and the very first thing that i then did on my trip to berlin uh was that first of all i had to get an apartment because i was actually moving there for my new position so i took a cab and i had a, an apartment set up through airbnb or some something similar I dropped off my suitcase and then continued with the same taxi towards AJ and Smart's offices there. And we, we had this whole like company event with, with uh, AJ and Smart then uh, introducing their uh, design sprint concept and we did like a two day workshop. And that was then my first uh, intro to design sprints and I really enjoyed the process uh, in, in so many ways actually. Uh, already then and they they already introduced like some of their first versions of like the uh, lightning their lightning decision jam process as well back then and i started using that th throughout the next like following two years like in in multiple places um in terms of for example the product lineup that i was setting up but then also like actually managing this like smaller subsidiary it reseller in finland as well and trying to find like focus for business strategies, but also like improving uh, customer and customer user onboarding processes, et cetera. They're very much more like into the business side uh, in, uh, in terms of like how I actually use them. 
and and now now then I did the AJM Smart Masterclass. Then two years, almost exactly two years later than um, when I first visited AJM Smart's office. So how are you planning on using them going forward? If you have a business centric mindset, what's yes. your approach? How are you going to sell them? That's going to be different from what other potential businesses and competitors may put out there in the marketplace? Um, well, I, I have to say I really do like, appreciate the approach, at least what what's, um, uh, Jonathan Courtney has said for, uh, from AJ and Smart is like they, they very much just keep it in that one week package. And then if, if something else is needed, then they do the iteration sprint, for example. But I really do uh, appreciate that approach on just like packaging it and then the customer knows exactly what they're what they can expect and what not to expect as well and then further development can be in some way arranged of course as well but i i do love the packaging and productizing and that's that's something that i would be interested in looking for uh looking into like how you're able to do that even more for like business strategy as well because that doesn't necessarily always need them the four day sprint for example it can be a combination of of um of various things as well but going to, going for that that approach uh, definitely do you have people in your current network that you can reach out to for work or for referrals or to kind of explore what you want to do yeah and i've actually i've actually done so already my network consists mainly of like well companies of course in finland smbs knowledge worker companies that necessarily don't always have a product product in in the way of course all companies have some sort of product but like not not like any digital platform or a digital product in, in that sense might be looking into that many industries are going through their own digital transformations it might be then that okay some sort of digital product is needed but in many cases it's just about like okay how are we able to use you know analytics ai whatever whatever of these to actually improve processes etc and then my hope is to also see how then to use design sprints in some form or another to actually help them go through that and to really gain the focus on okay this is where we should go at least test it out and then these are the metrics uh, on how we determine like did we succeed or not and shall we continue forward with this or not so it sounds like you combine design sprints, running lean, and business management, kind of all in the same package. Exactly. When you approach design sprints from the perspective of solving business problems and understanding where they go, how are you planning to showcase that knowledge? <laughs> this is actually, once again, one, one of those things where um, I think the lightning, lightning decision jam is, is a perfect introduction to how, how to get things started. And I also... I believe in the fact of like what what many are doing as well, is basically giving people the tools and and then like letting them try it out for themselves as well. So if I go to a company, for example, and they they want to do the first jam with me, then great, that's that's perfect. But I I do uh, also want them to try it out themselves, and if they want to do something a bit more elaborate, then and they need help with that, then great but I do believe in, in giving out there as well. Um, so my first approach is of course, very much just being um, talking with my close network, reaching out to them and seeing how, how I can help them out in terms of, well, everything that I've, 
that I mentioned uh, previously as well. Otherwise, marketing approach. Yes, I do. I do uh, personally have a lot of things that I'm interested as a service. Everything as a service business model is something that I'm I'm extremely extremely interested in. And that's pretty much what I was actually doing as well in in the previous company going into the whole IT and technology as a service approach and basically productizing that whole thing. That is something that's interesting for me. And then if I'm able to combine that interest with all of those things that you mentioned previously as well, and then actually be able to write a bit more, that is one thing that I would want to do as well. And in that, it's the same approach. I, if I'm able to bring value out even in that writing and not just like, you know, asking for invoicing for every single piece of information that I, that I give out. That's not my, not my style. If I'm able to give out value and someone like wants to talk to me more about like how, how to do things, then great. Bringing value out there, like bringing content to people and then reaching out and helping. And that for me personally, I, that fits perfectly. That's something I enjoy doing. I would like to see more of your writing. If your LinkedIn profile is any indication, it looks like yeah. you, you tend to put words and phrases pretty well together into a comprehensive fashion. So if you haven't done so in the past, I would recommend it. Perfect. Thank you. I've only done like internal documentation in the past, so I'm not able to share any of that. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that's something, it's something that I, I mean, I guess many can relate with, like, you just keep on kicking yourself to do like to just get started. And then for some reason you haven't gotten started, but you know, starting this whole like entrepreneurship thing is also the best <laughs> way to really, really kick yourself. It's like, you don't have any options anymore. You need to do it. <laughs> well, if you've paid attention to someone like a serial marketer, like Gary Vaynerchuk, he would probably tell you to do as much as humanly possible and outside of getting proper sleep and feeding yourself every so often, that's one way of doing it. If there was such a thing as a design sprint referral network that existed in real time, how could you foresee using such a tool or such a resource? What would, what would you do? Yeah, that's, um, it's super interesting. And, and I, I've been thinking about this uh, since, was it November? How time flies. Um, but it's crazy. For me, in terms of how I'm planning, planning my own business is that I actually want to keep this as a one-man show. And it's not that I don't enjoy working in team or anything else. It's just one way that I, I believe that is, is actually a fairly efficient way of doing business nowadays because it becomes this whole like network of like entrepreneurs that are that are able to like help each other. Each has their own strengths, strengths and weaknesses. And then like partnering up is always a challenge anyway. And then this goes into like the referral network. So if I actually would want to um, take forward a design sprint, for example, in Finland, et cetera, a referral network would be perfect for me because I, I am able to, to uh, take the facilitation forward, for example. But then again, going into development, going into building a prototype, going into graphic design, etc. I'm really not able to take that forward by myself. And 
at that point, then of course, I do want to also build a, build up a team for myself, but also uh, still have that flexibility of being able to build a team that would be especially, for example, then for that particular client in, in any case. So and that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. And specific to that situation, if you need particular people that are deep in a particular type of vertical or expertise, and you're really good at covering one aspect of the engagement, then you fit the bill for one part of it, and then everyone else can be brought in to take care of that, that dimension of the sprint or that dimension of the project. Exactly. If we are doing the virtual design sprint again in April, which is going to be a whole month, are you interested in getting involved with that? And yes. Yes. What, what would you ideally want to do for that? Would you want to just be part of a sprint that is advertised or that comes up to say, here's something we're doing in this time zone, get involved. How would you ideally, what would you ideally like to do? What would, would be interesting for me is, is for example, going in very much into the actual facilitation, but like I do enjoy getting my hands dirty as well. And I do like, like testing out like the various perspective of perspectives also in, in terms of, like the design sprint as well. But of course, I am limited to uh, my current knowledge and how would I say, like talents as well. So no, no graphic design for me, for example, et cetera. But, but, you have, um, you have, Nico, you have three months to figure it out. So okay. I yeah. may put you on the spot in this podcast <laughs> recording, but I'm not going to hold you to it if you suddenly say, I want to facilitate. And then, I, then you're signed up for that and April comes exactly. around and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't want to do that. Exactly. But for example, I mean, um, facilitation, yes, I do love coordination. I do love getting teams, teams together as well and tr just trying to get like people to work together and, for example, even helping out in, 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 in um, topics as such. So yeah, that's, that's one way of going at it. And of course, I mean, yes, the, some of the writing is, is, is good for me as well. But like, as, as you mentioned, like in my LinkedIn profile, trying to find value in everything. That is something that I'm always super interested in on like how to actually like what is the what is the business perspective of the whole thing, how to monetize something, what is the customer value, what is the like the business value those are topics that I'm always super interested in and, and always very keen on helping and so and I really think you should write about those or do something to tell people what's in your mind. I would, would personally like to read more about it. So if you ever get the, feel the need to scratch that itch, then I will wholeheartedly recommend you put something out there for people to, uh, to consume. Yeah, that's, um, that is on my, on my to-do list and it's reminding me every, every single day. And actually next week I should have time, time to get that writing started as well. Because you for me, it's also like going into, like when you go into the value question and then also come from the technology as a service perspective there is so much that you notice for example in the in in the IT industry for example that it's the it, it has been a box moving industry for a long time and you, you know it's it's like the whole it's it's a hard subject for a Finnish person but saying the Nokia you know downfall and going into the iPhone where, where suddenly like a list of features was trampled by actually having a phone that you know worked nicely and 
brought some sort of like sexiness into the whole thing. And actually, you know, like had something inside, you know, as, as software that brought value to your life as well. That is, um, that is a lot what's going on, like in bigger terms as well in, in the whole IT industry at the moment as well. So let's get into some other things you're interested in that don't necessarily involve design sprints and whatever. So you own a couple thousand vinyl records. Yes. <laughs> now don't I and I'm a DJ so you know I'm naturally going to ask you this question it's like okay yeah. you get those vinyl records have you had them since you were a kid is this something where you like collecting them over time tell me more about that <laughs> so so yeah as mentioned I I did semi professionally do music stuff in back in the day and and DJing was was one of my focuses uh, in you know and I started buying vinyl when I was around, I think, 14 or 15. And around that same time, I got my first turntables. And, you know, some people got scooters and some people got, you know, eventually, in, you know, <laughs> as young adults got cars or maybe even apartments. But I had a lot of vinyl. So, <laughs> but Christmas for you was getting some Technics, uh, Technics turntables with some diamond, uh, diamond needles. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I do have the the SL twelve ten M threes uh, at, um, at at the studio in Finland, and I I miss my babies very much. I haven't seen them for a long time. If you can name your top five vinyl records that you prize the most, and it doesn't have to necessarily mean now, but when you got them, you're like, oh yeah, I, I, this is this is this is something I am going to play like all the time at every DJ set I do. Can you reflect on which ones you really you really uh, valued? One one vinyl that always comes to mind as first, and probably because it was well, it, it wasn't my first vinyls, no, but it was one of those that meant even more to me. It was Daft Punk Revolution nine oh nine, and then along the same times, then also Underworld's um, Dark Train, Long Train. Uh, vinyl. Those were two records that were definitely like import, important for me. And then eventually a couple of years later, then uh, Stardust Music Sounds Better With You, which for, for me at least at the moment is one of those that I'm so happy I have it on vinyl. I don't, it's, it's just, it's a cool record still, still today, 17, 18 years later. The strangest thing for me is buying music for the B-sides and never buying it for the cover or what the main sell of it was, especially if it came from promotional material. I would yeah. love to get B-sides because that's where I felt like it was the, the material that the, the record companies didn't promote, but yet still had probably the most artistic value as long as it wasn't complete trash. So you usually yeah. have to dig a little bit, but there were some, some complete gems, especially if you were into, at the time, the up and coming uh, digital scene around like atmospheric music, like Moby, what Moby was doing. Uh, there was yeah. some industrial like music from Front 242 where they were going, uh, they were doing some, some B-sides that were really interesting that you could sample and, and mix in with different sets. And yeah. yeah, I think, I think we lost all of our audience. We have an audience of zero now. <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Okay, let's get back into official things. <laughs> okay, we'll continue that part later then. <laughs> yes, I can, I can put that at the end for bonus material or something. Exactly. Um, tell me a little bit about productivity hacks because 
I tend to be somebody that's all about efficiency. And especially if you, if you kind of read between the lines with the process that I process work that I do with the design sprints, I'm always mm -hmm. intrigued by people that are in the experimentation stage that like to try different things, whether they like if there's uh, Sabrina Gorge's brain sprint, there's uh, the code sprint that new haircut had popularized about a year and a half ago, and they're still kind of ideating around it. There's problem framing. But then in terms of productivity and saving time, what have you found has worked for you and what, what would you recommend? That has really been like a, it has been a full roller coaster for me because I've, I've tried out various things. And then at some point I noticed that some things were like super stressful. Some things, you know, helped, but like, and I got tasks done, but like they, they still didn't really bring, it was about like the whole thing of finding balance. And it's super tricky because I, for example, there was this, um, the best self journal, for example, was one of the, one of these like, you know, ready-made book template books, basically for like going out through your like next three months and then a daily schedule as well, etc. Like, I'm not a control freak in any way, but I do like order in a sense, and I do like you know like arranging stuff, etc. Mm -hmm. Organization, but. And, and I did appreciate going through that process, for example, like in the, uh, in the beginning of the day of like having your pri priority, like top three priority for tasks that you want to do. Also having your own like part for like gratefulness, things that you're grateful for that day and then really scheduling out your entire day. I do like the concept of that, but in the end for me, it didn't really work in, in the way that I, I wanted. You roll to. out of bed and go, what the hell do I have to do today? What's going yeah. on? And then I tried doing it with, with the calendar as well, you know, just putting, putting your full like schedule into a calendar minute by minute. Uh, I can't um, do that. I can't that, do that. Yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't go for me. No. One thing that, like, that, that I really do like then is just like, yes, blocking, of course, time and then having a topic around what you, what you want to do during that time. And then like trying to find how your energy levels work throughout the day as well and and what things you're able to do best at what which point of the day as well these are things that i've tested out with and found some success i mean in, in terms of like i i do prefer for example uh doing research stuff in in the evenings uh for example and then definitely writing uh more uh in in the mornings in terms of like creative writing for example I believe it was a book by Daniel Pink that talks about the times of day where you're the most productive. It's going to be different for every person, but trying to track when that happens and, and scheduling the kind of items or to-dos that you do that would correspond to that kind of theme of that hour or that, that, that part of the day. So if you're exactly. most productive at night, then you do most of your creative work at night. Or if you're, you, your to-do list is you're more energetic at the beginning of the week, then you, at the beginning of the week, you schedule your highest priority items towards that particular day. Mm -hmm. I haven't done it myself because my default is doing, ironically enough, the, the, the impact effort scale and putting my mm -hmm. to-do list and just filtering it out on that in mural and then figuring out when that in that upper left-hand column, what I do. If I get all that done in one week, then I'm pretty happy with everything else. Everything else is just kind of butter at that point. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the prioritization is like it's it's key 
to everything. Otherwise, you just like start doing those small tasks and you feel that you're accomplishing something, but you're just getting small tasks done that don't necessarily actually have they go forward, yes, but I mean, not in the same sense if you would have put that effort into one of those big tasks that actually, for example, for me, just getting that blog post written. Yeah, it's, it's about self-awareness, but it's also being easy on yourself because you can, you're, you're your own worst enemy when it comes to hammering yourself for not getting stuff done. And yeah. I do what I can. I, I, have a, I have a certain amount of time I can do it during the day, and I'm assuming it's the same with you, Nico. You have you can do only so much given your dependencies on other things. And given this is your first endeavor into doing your own business, there's a lot. I mean, it all starts and ends with you. There's no one else to blame now. It's pretty much you're the, the central focus of what happens with this. No. Yeah, exactly. And, and going into that, actually, like one thing like, that I feel is definitely key is to... Restricting the time of day, uh, uh, the time used in your day to actually like what is for work, what is for life, like other other life, let's say, what is for exercise, etc. Because uh, I, I've been so lucky that in, even in my previous job, I have been able to have a fairly flexible schedule in terms of like when I do work, etc. But it is also it's a death trap in terms of if you feel that you can do work whenever then you actually start doing it a little bit whenever. And then you actually might notice that you never get done because you're able to do it whenever. There's no I mean, pressure. You, you, there really is yeah. no external or internal pressure to kind of get something out the door. Exactly. Or, or, and then the simple fact, it's like with the, I like the example for, for um, when, when you're going on vacation, for example, starting your holidays and you have that last day of work, you suddenly get a lot done because you have that time, time limit basically for the day. You need to be out of the office at 4, 4 p.m., for example. And then you have a very clear plan on what you do until 4 p.m. And then 4 p.m., it's, you know, it's done with. You don't continue it. Then again, if you do have a super flexible schedule, it's, it's too easy then to also go into the fact like, yeah, I'll just sit on the couch. I'll do a little bit of work here and there then you might even notice that you, had, you didn't even do any work during the two hours and then eventually didn't get anything done, nor did okay. you get anything done necessarily in the morning. True, but so. the, the, the mindset of someone like me that's in my late 40s that has so many dependencies and so many responsibilities <clears throat> versus somebody that may have that mindset in the 20s and 30s is diametrically different. Because mm. I remember during that time, even though I had gobs and gobs of free time I filled it up with doing business related stuff and learning and cooking and stuff like that because yeah. I didn't have the same interest that my friends did of going out and you know going to parties and everything else I was the the person that just wanted to explore different stuff so yeah. it's it's a it's a it's about mindset it's self-awareness but there's a couple of things that have really helped me one is that there's a program called now then pro or now then and mm. it's what was really groundbreaking for me and that I recommend to everyone is to get that program. It's an app that's uh, available on Android as well as uh, um, from the app store on Apple. Yeah. And it's, it's a time tracker, but it's a visual one. So you can basically put categories of different things, hit, just tap and it tracks your time and just do it for a day. Because what yeah. I discovered that, that I was spending way too much time uh, basically uh, with, with, certain things that didn't need to be tended to right away and could be delayed. Whereas some things I knew that needed to be done, I should have scheduled right off the bat. 
That and StrengthsFinder. I had partnered with a, a coach, a professional strengths coach, to, yeah. to make sense of the test as well as how I can make it actionable. And that completely changed things in terms of my dynamic with how I got things done as an entrepreneur. Because not everyone's going to be strategic or empathetic. It's, it's that self-awareness thing about knowing who you are and what your strengths are that I try to promote with everyone. And one, one of the things I saw in your profile and the way you described it and putting things together, and I heard it in, in your conversation about arranging things, mm. I, that's part of the reason why I like doing these events is I love arranging like teams and, and, and opportunities and making, seeing where things come together and using that data to work it out. So yeah. my question to you would be is, is that if you, if you thought of your native strengths in terms of what you bring to the table and what you've been talking about, when you bring it back to your business that you're starting, uh, what strengths do you find that you bring to the table that are going to come to the forefront that you easily see yourself employing when you're doing work for your clients? For me, I've, I've always found, found it comfortable being a bit of a middleman. So be it, for example, between the development team and the sales team or the, and the marketing team and such for example, or also from previous work, being the middleman between the, between the jazz band and the you know, restaurant owner. But why so, do, why so? Why do you find yourself in, the, in that position? I have no idea. It's, I mean, probably some, some psychologist could answer that a bit better, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's probably a Freud thing, but I, in the end, I mean... It is, it is something that's comfortable for me. And it is like trying to understand both perspectives and trying to understand exactly like what the values are for, for both sides and then just trying to find a way to make it also work for both sides and, and finding that win-win situation always always for everyone. So that is something that like is, is definitely, I, I feel that is trust, uh, like it is a strength for me. And for whatever reason, well, one reason why I'm able to talk to many of old customers, for example, as well, is that many people do trust me as well. And ex extremely grateful for that. But I, I do believe that it's also very much the fact that, well, I've always given, given everything like 110. And, and I also try to stay very humane, <laughs> you know, in, in, in everything that I do and try to understand every, everyone's perspective as well. So. So could you see yourself being the person that holds the relationship with the business, but still find yourself getting uh, in the weeds, getting dirty and in, in doing the work? Yeah, easily so. And that is actually the, the very thing that I enjoy doing the most, definitely. Going into the, the coding or, you know, because I, for example, in, in technology or IT, I mean, I have done the whole, you know, infrastructure stuff, not, not necessarily like administering it completely or being an architect or anything like that but yes i do know how like the you know virtual the servers etc work in itself but i don't want to go too deep into that but it is still like super interesting for me and i'm i'm interested in the technologies behind etc but i i don't i don't see myself as a sales guy either or the, the marketing guy etc so no i don't either I, I i sense that you're somebody that tries to understand and then make and then try to find connections between where what someone like what a company is asking for or what an individual is looking for and how they can actually achieve that at least that's exactly. my opinion. exactly you, you got to get out there and tell people more about that uh, especially with your like liking to have that conversation on the on the, the high end, but also to kind of get into the details of how things work out. 
Yeah, you you, you need to you need to do a little bit more storytelling around that because I th- I think it would really I, I I would really like to see it. So I'm 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 selfishly telling you that yeah you need to you need to work harder, Nico. Get off get off your butt and start doing stuff. Brilliant. This is exactly what I needed. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So if I'm going to track you in 2019 and find out everything that you're doing, where am I going to be paying attention to? It will be very much like in terms of topics it will be very much along the the topics of um of uh technology and it as a service and the whole like um transformation that is happening in in terms of that but also like just modern workplace is also something that is is it's an interesting topic for me because it it is actually exactly those things where you need to look into <clears throat> the t- technologies available also, like where the company wants to be going in terms of their own digital strategy. Well, sorry, will you be posting on LinkedIn or Facebook? Where will you be putting? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, link LinkedIn will be my primary uh, channel. Yeah, you should because organic reach on that channel is going to be amazing this year. I think it's 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 starting to take off. So yeah, that would be. I I, I would like to see your stuff there. Anything happening in Helsinki? Anything local that you're getting involved with, like activities or events or things of that nature? There will be, there will be. <laughs> That's what okay. I can say at the moment. I, I, so I'm catching you at the very beginning of the year, so I, I anticipate. I, I'm assuming you have a lot of things planned. Um, yes, very much so, and they will be focused very much in in Helsinki, Finland. Um, okay. So basically, and and I will be announcing all of all of these also on my LinkedIn. Forward it to me so that I yeah. can also promote it as well. I, I'll look forward to that to those events when they come up. I think we're good. Do you have anything else you want to bring up, Nico? Not particular at the moment. In terms of the the referral network, uh, actually, I do have enough time actually now so that if there is something that I can do to help you out with that effort, please do say. Okay. If I do have asks that I know that are specific to you, then I'll reach out to you. Um, but I may just post general kind of things like, okay, here's where I'm stuck or here's where I need perspective. That's probably where you'll see more from me. Yeah, perfect. Okay, cool. All right, Nico, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Uh, you're more than welcome to come back on again. I do want to hear what you do in the future. Please let me know when you post something up and I definitely want to take a look at it when it's ready. Thank you, Robert. This was much appreciated and enjoyed, enjoyed talking with you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Dallas Design Sprints podcast. If you have a question or comment about what you heard on today's show, email me direct at robert at dallasdesignsprints.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. Just do a Google search for Robert Scrobe or ask a friend and see if they know. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.